Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all of our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all of our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matchups in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Yes, indeed. Hello there and welcome in. So much going on. So much to cover, whether you're talking about NBA playoffs, whether you're talking about the Stanley Cup uh, and the chase for the Holy Grail of hockey, including my defending cup champion, Champa Bay Lightning hanging in in their playoff series, whether you're talking about U.S. Open and the golf at Torrey Pines this weekend, we're going to be discussing that. I mean, we've got boxing, we've got UFC, we've got all kinds of things still happening in the month of June, and we are rocking along on the only show that is devoted to the little guy, the less thought of, the underdog, and we're ready to discuss it more with special guests that are coming along here momentarily. Let me remind you that however you found this show, whether it is from a social media link, whether it is from our colleagues, our allies at the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, make sure you subscribe to Three Dog Thursday and you will get this show automatically when it's out on Thursday morning uh, subscribe Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. comes automatically to you if you are subscribed, and we encourage you to do so. As I mentioned, so much to discuss. Straight ahead, Brian Edwards, senior handicapper, Vegas insider, and MajorWager.com, who is all over the NBA and has been rolling with his NBA picks. Not necessarily just underdogs, but with everything. He is ready to talk tons of NBA, the playoff series, the off-court controversy involving Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns and what's going on there. We've got much to talk about with him. In the middle segments of the show, I'm looking forward to talking some College World Series. Uh, My buddy Vince Ferrara will be back here from the Sports Animal in Knoxville, Tennessee. Vince is a longtime uh, friend and colleague of mine. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers tearing it up in college baseball. They're getting ready to head to Omaha, only fitting with Peyton Manning. Omaha from those uh, uh, Denver Broncos days with calling the audibles on the TV audio. Uh, Tennessee is involved. Arkansas, the number one team in the country, is not involved. They got upset, but you've got some SEC teams that are in the mix. 
Uh, you've got the likes of Stanford, uh, NC State, Mississippi State, the Texas Longhorns. So anyway, college World Series in baseball will begin this weekend. Vince Ferraro will be here to talk about that as well. We're also going to swing out to Las Vegas, speaking of Vegas, and T.C. Martin back on the show with the Vegas Golden Knights in hockey hanging in there. Uh, T.C.'s got great perspective on baseball, and there's controversy with baseball and pitchers and substances and gripping the baseball and pitchers tearing their arms up. So T.C. will have some insight on that. Uh, as well a little bit later on so all of that coming up later but right now without further delay we get right to it again senior handicapper with vegas insider majorwager.com he is brian edwards back on board on the podcast uh no suspicious substances for this man uh here as he comes on board on the show he's ready to talk a ton of nba and much more how you feeling good to be back with you Oh, man, I, I feel lucky that my Hawks are in a 2-2 series. They looked dead to rights down 17 the other night. And now, as we see Kawhi, as we see the Chris Paul and Embiid 0 for 12 in the second half, it it just, you, as long as you're alive in these playoffs, in this condensed season with so many injuries, et cetera, as long as you're alive, as long as you have a pulse, you're not out of it yet. And We'll see if Embiid shows any ill effects of that partially torn meniscus tonight. Because if he looks like he did in the second half, maybe the Hawks do have a shot in this series. And again, uh, as we come your way, I, I keep making mention of this. When we're doing the show and releasing it on uh, Thursday, we're not able to know all of the results on Wednesday night. So right now, Brian and I don't know the results of his Hawks. Two games apiece in Philadelphia with the Sixers. Huge game five, obviously, in that series after Atlanta dropped the first game at home. When last we talked with you, they were heading home at 1-1. Dropped the first game in game three, but came back in one game four. What has happened in game five? Brian and I don't know this right now, but the audience obviously knows this on Thursday. You certainly know us know it if you're hearing us after Thursday. We are pointing to, because it can't end, we're pointing to whatever's going to happen in game six as well for Friday night. And the same is the case with the Utah Jazz and the Clippers. We'll talk more about the Kawhi injury and that. And again, that series cannot end. Yes, there is a game five on Wednesday, but there's definitely a game six, obviously, coming back in Los Angeles on Friday. And we'll get into the stuff with Chris Paul here uh, and the Phoenix Suns, who await the winner of the Jazz and the Clippers uh, in the Western Conference Finals coming up in a couple of moments. First, I want to back up to Tuesday night at the time that we're taping and Kevin Durant, the fantastic performance uh, to defeat almost single-handedly the Milwaukee Bucks in comeback fashion. Triple-double that included 49 points, making every big shot in the comeback. Brian, your thoughts uh, real quick here on Brooklyn, which looked dead uh, in the figurative sense in this game at home, roaring back, no Kyrie Irving, a hobbled James Harden, and Durant carried him to the finish line. What are your thoughts? He played all 48 minutes. He's the first player in postseason history ever to score 49 points, 17 rebounds, <clears throat> and 10 assists in a playoff game. But he also mm -hmm. had three steals, uh, two block shots, uh, 16 of 23 from the field, um, never left the game. I mean, at, at crunch time, uh, they're up one, and he hits that well-contested by Middleton, long, off the dribble, you know, forced up three. And then um, 
uh, Milwaukee comes back and and they got a quick bucket. Holiday pushed it, got Lopez a dunk, and then they get a stop. And then Middleton penetrates and he makes a nice pass to Giannis, leaves him for an easy catch, tying dunk, and he fumbles the ball. And that came after when it was tied with about a minute 50 left. He caught the ball about mid-range on the wing. He faced up to James Harden, not a defensive guy. who's basically on one leg. I mean, what would you say? He was 85% last night at best. Even and, when he has two legs, you're being kind, not right, a defensive guy. You. I don't I don't know that he knows what defense is, Harden, but continue on. Thank you. Yes. And uh, Giannis decides to back him in, starts dribbling, and Harden literally has one hand on him. Uh, and, and he points to Landry Shamet, who was coming down to double, and he goes, no, stay. He's like, I got this. The defensive stopper, Harden, with one leg, has got Giannis in the post. And what does Giannis do? He takes a fadeaway jumper and misses. And then he fumbles an easy dunk or, or an easy catch for a dunk down two at crunch time. He, he just – I mean, I don't mean to dog on him, but I mean – that's all you need to know. Do the biggest you moment of his career. It's the bigger story that Giannis could not uh, finish that game off with what you were describing than what Durant did lighting them up in the comeback. Or are they equal? I get the sense you want to focus more on what Milwaukee didn't do to open the door and let that game five get away from them and put them on the verge of elimination. What do you say? Well, it, it, Milwaukee left it out there dangling, and KD took that shit. <laughs> so credit to him. <laughs> he took that shit, and he took it because he wanted it more. And good, It's 50-50, I guess. But Giannis, man, and then he didn't make free throws, and I know that's not his game, but, man, come on, dude. It's game five of a tie series. You get the big bucks. I mean, he just and he, he, he more and fumbled his way from the big moment. More importantly, if you could have finished that game off, if, 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 ifs and buts or candy and nuts, we'd all have the Merry Christmas, right? Is the old, is the old uh, metaphor, the old line. They would have been trying to end the series as we release Three Dog Thursday on Thursday night. Now the best they can hope for is to keep it alive. Milwaukee is a five and a half point favorite <clears throat> in this game on Thursday night. Give me a little amateur handicapping here. All things being equal, again, at the time that we're taping, we don't know Harden's status. He tried to play. They could say between now and game time, he can't play. He's back out. We don't believe that Kyrie Irving can play uh, with the injured ankle, which, again, I'm going to throw out there, and I know you agree with me. That's the same ankle he was stomping on the Boston Celtic logo with. There is some basketball god karma in some ways for that to have happened to Kyrie Irving after all of this. But with all of that disclaimer, uh, the Nets are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. What kind of chance do you give them to end the series as we release Three Dog Thursday on Thursday night in Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, you said it. We don't really – we haven't had or heard any reports of how sore Harden is, et cetera. I mean, well, I, I don't think this is the sound strategy, but I saw – it was Reggie Miller who tweeted it out last night. He just wanted to see what, how people reacted to it. He said, what do you think about uh, resting KD and Harden and putting all your marbles into game seven? And I thought it was interesting. However, I think Milwaukee's psyche is so brittle and so soft right now that I think you go as if you're going to win. And if Milwaukee's got a 10-point lead at halftime or something of that effect, 
and KD doesn't hit his first three shots in the third quarter, maybe yank him and let him rest. But bingo, bingo. I think you've got to go into it like you you're in it to win it, right? I mean, you have to. You cannot. You, yes, and, and I, I know that's easy for somebody sitting in a broadcasting chair. And Reggie Miller played the game at the highest level. We did not. It's somebody sitting in a broadcasting chair or typing on a keyboard these days, thinking out loud, putting things out there. But if you've got a chance to knock them out, knock them out in game six. Do everything you can to end it uh, and be done. Because, again, the argument can be made that if you get to game seven, anything goes. And and who knows who you have for a game seven that would be coming on Saturday, I believe. Uh, for the Milwaukee Brooklyn series, so uh, yeah, you got you got to try to you got to try to get that win. Um, and I think you make a great point. You've got them psychologically wounded, the Bucks right now. And Kevin Durant is clearly locked in as the player of this series. Why do you want to mess with not playing him and losing that, losing that momentum, losing that touch, saving it for a game seven? You don't need game seven if you can take care of it in game six. So go uh, go and get it is what I say uh, on that one. And again, we just say to the public, stay with Brian's social media at Vegas B. Edwards and also on uh, MajorWager.com because you'll have more on the injury statuses as it gets closer to game time as we release Three Dog Thursday here on Thursday night for the Bucks and the Brooklyn and Nets. Uh, and obviously, if, to, yeah, go ahead. Something else uh, to monitor uh, for the rest of this series is the just unbelievable struggles of uh, – Joe Harris in the last three games. I mean, this guy has just been uh, consistency all year long, <clears throat> shooting 50.5% from the field, 47.5% from downtown, averaging 14.1 points per game. But last night, two of 11 from the field, one of seven for three-point range. In the last three games, he's seven of 30 from the field, four of 20 from three-point range with only 16 points in three games. Very on Joe Harris like they've got to get him going uh in this series most likely and damn sure in the East Finals and beyond if they get there all right so we'll find out and again uh for Brooklyn it is the opportunity to make the Eastern Conference Finals against either Philadelphia or Atlanta we'll talk a little more about the Philadelphia Atlanta series when we have Brian back at the end of the segment we obviously have big injury news involving Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers that looks like it's going to greatly benefit the Utah Jazz to end the series with L.A. Who knows? And end it quickly and, and go meet the Phoenix Suns. And, oh, that's the perfect segue here on Three Dog Thursday. Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider to the controversy involving the Suns star player and one of the best players in the NBA. Clearly, uh, in the last 15 years, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Chris Paul leads them to a four-game sweep over the Nuggets. Since last we talked, they polished them off in four straight games. Great performances by he and by Devin Booker. And again, this is an evolving story at the time that we are taping. But for right now, there's controversy about Chris Paul not at the moment being able to participate with his team in practice and workouts because of the COVID-19 protocols, the ever-changing COVID-19 protocols of the NBA. If we don't like the protocols, let's just switch it around and make it up on the fly during the season protocols of the NBA. So anyway, the reports are, at the time that we're taping, Paul is in the protocols. All right, so let's start from 
right there, it could mean it could mean that he can't play at the beginning of the Western Conference Finals, depending on when those begin. They could begin Sunday. They could also begin early next week, Monday, Tuesday, depending on if Paul is not able to pass COVID tests and emerge from the from the protocol, he may not be able to play early in this series. There's a lot of layers to this, Brian Edwards. Give me some feedback here. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that we know the, the specific health and safety protocol deal that he violated, but I know LeBron violated it and he didn't get punished. And I've spent so many of the past four or five days just thinking about how happy I am for Chris Paul, who's been so snake bitten throughout his career. He, Best chance to win a title with the Clippers. He broke his thumb uh, in the playoffs. When Houston was up 3-2 on Golden State, one of those years Golden State won the title. He got hurt, could not play in game six and seven. They lose. Then he gets the shoulder injury against the Lakers after they uh, in the game one win. And then they go down 2-1. It looks like it looks like they're, you know, uh, it looks like they're dead. And then they come back and, and they win that. And I'm just and they then they sweep and now they're just chilling, been chilling since Saturday while Utah in LA two nights ago. They got to watch them beat up on each other and and now Kawhi gets hurt and Conley's still hurt. And it's just all looking beautiful for Phoenix. And this guy's just got buzzard luck, man. And I just hate it for him. And I hope that they uh, he's vaccinated. If it's just a, a, a violation similar to what LeBron did, I hope they reevaluate. I hope he doesn't miss much time because it would be grossly unfair. You go ahead. Uh, well, and so let's let's fill in a couple of the blanks. So the first thing is, Again, we don't have this from Chris Paul. We don't have this officially confirmed, but I, I love this. I mean, Jalen Rose, one of the NBA former players and one of the talking heads, obviously, on ESPN, went ahead and revealed midday Wednesday on one of their talking head shows that he knows that Chris Paul is vaccinated. He didn't say how he knows that, and it wasn't Chris Paul saying that. All right, so if that's the case, it calls into question the protocol violation and what happened. And here again, Brian Edwards, without getting too deep into this, too deep into the weeds, they have relaxed some of the protocols because of vaccination of players and the number of vaccinated players on a certain team. When do you have to wear a mask in the facility? When do you have to wear a mask around the locker room or on the sideline because of the, of the protocols? If, if he, if a third time, if he is a vaccinated player, then this should be different for him, and he should be able to emerge. And obviously, it's in the NBA's best interest, not just the Suns specifically, to have him emerge if that's the case. But more to the point about the LeBron stuff, I mean, let's revisit this from three weeks ago. LeBron James violated the NBA protocol. Even if you're a vaccinated player, their protocol was you could not have contact with other people outside of the pseudo bubble of the NBA, you know, outside of your teammates, outside of your coaching staff, the organization, and I guess your immediate family could not have contact around anybody without you wearing a mask and them wearing a mask. So there are pictures and video of him doing a promotional shoot for a, a, a liquor Eli. company tequila, whatever it was, with Michael B. Jordan, the actor, with Drake, the hip-hop uh, performing artist, and nobody's got a mask on, which is in clear violation of the protocol, where he should have had to go in the protocol, 
before he could play that play-in game with Golden State. This was just days before the Golden State play-in game that this all took place. He clearly didn't go in it for that. He didn't go into it, the protocol we're talking about, for the Sun series. So to most fans that are listening to me describe this or reading about it or, or hear you talk about it, this is double standard stuff here. This is the NBA playing favorites, and we're going to cite one guy, Chris Paul, for the protocol, but we're not citing the guy, if you will, the brand ambassador for the NBA, LeBron James, when it was a clear violation around people without a mask on. They don't have a mask on. He didn't go in the protocol, Brian. Go ahead. Well, you know, if that's how it's going to be, then CP3 is among that royalty that should get this, uh, should get the, um, yeah. Special exception. treatment. The exception. Stands for all the right things. He's always been unselfish, plays hard. Uh, you know, I thought one of the best things of his career ever was going to that garbage OKC team and not complaining ever and leading them to the playoffs and taking the Rockets to seven games last year. I mean, this guy does everything right. This is his moment. This is his time to shine. And it's been taken from him so many times. And if, if you're going to, you know, take it from him again when you wouldn't do it for LeBron. I mean, it's wild. It's terrible. Just to, it's horrible. Just to emphasize again, we are all for safety in all of this. But when you start contradicting and changing the protocols, or you call all of that into question, you call the integrity of it into question. And it is not in dispute that LeBron James was around individuals, regardless of whether they had a negative test or not, regardless of whether or not they may have been vaccinated or not, the NBA's protocol was if he is around anybody outside of the NBA pseudo bubble, he's supposed to be wearing a mask. They're supposed to be wearing masks. I get that it's a photo shoot, but you're choosing to do this in and around. He should have been in the protocol for the violation of their own stuff. And they did not put him in it because they saw dollar signs. We get it. You and I get it. The audience that's listening on Three Dog Thursday that's smart gets it. They knew how much that play-in game was worth, viewership-wise, financially, having the Lakers in the playoffs for another subsequent series, how much that's worth for viewership and for money. Let's hope that they get uh, all of this resolved with Chris Paul because, again, the Phoenix Suns await the winner of Utah and the Clippers that we will be talking about much more uh, here in a little bit. All right, good enough. So, Brian, I want you back with me in the final segment here. More on your Hawks and the Sixers. More also on the Jazz and the Clippers. Again, those games that are being played Wednesday night, Brian and I don't know the result of on Three Dog Thursday. We definitely know, though, the series can't end. Either one of them. They are playing Friday night. More with Brian on those in a moment. Stand by. We've got other guests coming up to talk College World Series, uh, Stanley Cup playoff hockey, and much more as we roll on. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet, bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. You'll receive a special offer for up to $500 risk-free on a sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. And download the app today. Again, that's wynnbet.com. 
And we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds on the NBA championship and the Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. If you see a ticket you like but think the price is too high, submit a bid for the price you think is fair and then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit off these playoffs by trading in and out of teams in the postseason as everything progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Here's an example. Last week, PropSwap customer had a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was down 3-1 to against Toronto. And the Maple Leafs, of course, blew the lead and lost in Game 7. And a few days later, the ticket flipped for $600. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use our promo code SGP and your first deposit on PropSwap gets you up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com, download the PropSwap app, and remember our promo code SGP. Hey, do you ever feel like you're always on and what do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? Every day it seems to be go, 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 and it's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Well, guess what? You can reach for a Coors Light because it is made to chill. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button and do so with Coors Light. Reminder that Coors Light is cold, lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill and it's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Once again, Coors Light, the official beer, by the way, of the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs is Coors Light. And when you are thinking that it is time to cool off, to be refreshed, Memorial Day weekend or throughout the summer, When you reach for a Coors Light, you know it's made to chill. So again, with whatever you're doing, however fast it's going, however hot it is, remember our friends at Coors Light. And guys and gals, it's out. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store, and the app gives you easy access to all of the picks and podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows. Plus, the app is the exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including the SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Download the app, hit the contest tab, and get a chance to take home $1,000 off the NBA Finals free roll. Don't forget to go in and leave an app review and make sure you download the SGPN app in the Google Play or the Apple Store today. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. As we do continue along, one of my faves, one of my buds, let's swing all the way out west on Three Dog Thursday to the desert, to the unelected mayor in Sin City. All I know is I look on social media. There's a Shakur Stevenson main event fight on ESPN. TC Martin is there, ringside, at the Virgin Hotel. The Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. The, uh, the Final Four uh, series between the Las Vegas Knights and the Montreal Canadiens, who, by the way, haven't been in the Stanley Cup Finals since uh, William Jefferson Clinton was president in the first year of his first term. How scary is that? But anyway, Montreal playing Vegas, 
The doctor, T.C. Martin, is there. Whether it's Las Vegas Aces basketball, T.C. Martin is there. If the Raiders are having a mini camp, T.C. Martin is there. And now he's here on Three Dog Thursday. My friend, it's always good to be with you. Thank you for hopping on board. T.J. Reeves, my man. Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to the showdown, the potential showdown between your Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights while you will be here in Vegas. <laughs> And it looks like if you guys could take care of business over there, you can take care of Barry Trotz in those aisles, then we'll see what we got. But, uh, you know, one team's already penciled into the Stanley Cup Finals. Looks like the Knights might very well be. So, yeah, the T.C. Martin Show comes your way five days a week. And, again, this guy does a fantastic job with that show. So everything Vegas and we might have lightning and nights. All right, let's begin right there. Cause I only have you for a few minutes. Cause this guy's hopping around. He's going, look, I got to get to the aces pregame coverage. We've got the, uh, the aces games. We've got the Vegas golden Knights game on the day that we're taping here. As we release three dog Thursday, we don't know the result TC and I right now of the Knights game two with Montreal. You do know that if you're listening to us Thursday and you're a big enough sports fan and a hockey fan, you know that result. But TC's got to get to that game as well. So I don't have you for as long as normal. But what have these games been like as this Knights team came to life, won four straight games after being down 0-2 to Colorado, now won game one with Montreal? What's the building been like? What's the area been like in Vegas with the Knights go? You know, 18,000-plus are, are back at T-Mobile Arena, and we've seen the progression. You know, earlier on this season, it goes from no fans to 2,500 fans. Then it went to 5,000. Then it went to 8,000. Then it went to 10,000. Went to 12. And now, you know, with the playoffs uh, here, we've got a full capacity of 18,000, and the buzz is fantastic. And, you know, for these other teams, they haven't played in front of these type of crowds before, especially, you know, Montreal, not really playing in front of any fans. So, uh, yeah, it, it feels good. And been talking a lot about this over the last week about how does this feel in comparison to the inaugural season in 2017, 2018, when it was basically like, you know, a free pull, so to speak, use a, a Vegas gambling term because, <laughs> you know, the Knights were on this roll. No one really expected them to get out of the first round. Uh, then they... They, they, they won the next round, beat San Jose. Next thing you know, wow, they're facing the Washington Capitals. They won the first game and like, wow, could this really be happening? But you just kind of knew in the back of your mind that this party was going to end at some point in time. This year, as we come to it, you know, four years later is much different. There's the expectations now that the Golden Knights are going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals again and with them having a great opportunity to win. So it, it, it's kind of funny for you know, a hockey town in the desert that's only been in four years of existence for people now to have these high expectations, but that's what it is here. And then coupled TJ with everything else, with the Raiders coming here now, you have the Aces, you know, in their fourth season, the success that they're having. Uh, talk about the A's potentially moving here. The NBA may be coming here. I mean, we've always said that this is the entertainment capital of the world. Before that, you know, it was the boxing capital of the world. I am now coining this, uh, as you like to say, Champa Bay, uh, <laughs> the home of all the champions. Literally, this is becoming the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Listen to you uh, out there in Vegas, in the desert, the TC Martin. Show Am I rocks. wrong? Am I wrong well, about this? You don't have the NBA yet. You don't have major league baseball yet. So let's just cool off. Have I, have I missed something? <laughs> Did the Raiders make the playoffs last year in Las Vegas? I don't think well, that happened. I'm not talking really so, about the success, but uh, you want to, yes. you want to yeah, right. kind of approach Champa Bay. You got to have a little more, you got to have a little more. And we could be seeing the lightning and the Knights in the Stanley cup finals 
Uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, again, I like Vegas's chances a bunch because Montreal was shell shocked in game one. Again, you know, if you're listening to us, did they handle it better in game two or were they wide eyed like dinner plates again when Vegas got it rolling because they've been playing in Canada in a bubble environment with no one there, essentially like a scrimmage or a practice for all of their regular season games and their first two playoff series games. So in any event, we'll see what the Knights uh, can do. Uh, you're a big baseball guy. Full disclosure, I am for the first time in the T.C. Martin Baseball League, and I have only begun like two months in to figure out the scoring system and how everything works. I have accidentally actually won a couple of games in this head-to-head league. You and I are playing each other this week, and I just want you to know that you are benefiting greatly from the fact that my Champa Bay Rays pitcher, Tyler Glasnow, who was supposed to pitch twice this week, is now injured and maybe injured long-term. And it's, it's this whole controversy with pitchers using sticky substances to help them with the pitching grip. Glasnow put Major League Baseball on blast on Tuesday after his injury, uh, saying that they're basically responsible for his injury. Where do you come down on all this? Do you believe it's cheating? Is it too much whining from the pitchers? Are we headed to many more arm injuries that we're already seeing? What say you? Okay really depends on, on who you talk to. And if you talk to a lot of the old school guys, uh, you know, which I do, uh, they'll tell you, hey, you know, this is just part of the gamesmanship. I mean, you're always looking to quote unquote cheat or not use that word, but you're there to gain an advantage. And let's take, you know, the sign stealing, you know, scenario with the Astros. Okay, they were vilified for doing what they did. Uh, did they go overboard with the electronic devices? Absolutely. When you're into banging garbage cans, absolutely. That sort of thing. But hey, as long as Major League Baseball has been around, they've been trying to steal signs, whether you're at second base, whether you're a first or third base coach, whether you're in the dugout. And, you know, I, I've talked to, to former pitchers, pitching coaches, managers, and they all say the same thing. You know, we, we're always trying to get an advantage. If we're in the dugout, we're trying to see what that pitcher is doing. We're trying to, you know, uh, you know, see what his tip off is and his hitters. They're trying to do the exact same thing. So, but when it comes to actually doctoring up the baseball and, you know, creating these, these type of, you know, batches of, of uh, witchcraft and rosin and whatever else you're talking about here. Yeah. That is taking it to extreme and, you know, it's just not uh, pitchers, but we've seen, you know, dugout personnel. We've seen, you know, people who work for teams that, you know, who are rubbing up the baseballs. I mean, they're involved in this. So yeah, major league baseball has to, has to get a tight grip on this thing, but there is the belief if they, you know, hold true to this 10 game suspensions, that sort of thing that the no, no's are going to be gone and the dominating pitching performances are going to be gone. But again, this is something that's been around. I mean, you go back into, you know, a hundred years ago, 50 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, guys like Gaylord Perry, those type of guys. I mean, they were doctoring up the baseball, whether it was Vaseline or whatever it is. Now they're doing sunscreen, mixing it with rosin. So you have all of these things that are out there, but major league baseball, yes, they need to do something. They need to curtail it because that does give the pitcher an unfair advantage. Has it been around forever? Yes, it has. And major league baseball has been slow to correct. The important distinction that I'm going to make here, and I'm not just saying this for glass now, but I've heard other pitchers talk about this too. Rob Dibble is a contemporary of ours who now does what we do, does sports radio in Connecticut and dibs was on forever on Fox sports radio, Sirius XM, 
uh, with the Dan Patrick show back in the day. He would talk frequently about the difference between putting something on the ball to make the ball do something different versus trying to get better grip. And he would talk about, remember it was uh, Kenny Rogers. No, not the Vegas act, the country and, and uh, contemporary singer Kenny Rogers or Kenny Rogers Roasters Chicken that we love so much. Kenny Rogers, the pitcher, he was in the World Series, and I want to say it was with the Tigers. They were pitching and playing against the St. Louis Cardinals, and he got caught with pine tar on his fingertips that he was using. And again, it was cold. It was very cold for these games. He was trying to improve his grip. And I still remember Dibble saying this. He would say this if we're sitting here. He would say, that is not cheating. That is not putting something on the ball to make the ball do something uh, that it doesn't normally do. I am trying to get a better grip of the ball because it's freezing cold in my, in my hand. So I'm trying. So yes, I understand that you're improving your performance by the grip of the ball, but it's not putting something on the ball to do something unnatural. Like you referenced with Gaylord Perry and in Glasnow's case. And I understand this, what major league baseball's done is they've messed with the baseballs TC and so they're trying to get a better grip on the ball as it is, but they've now, by their own admission, messed with the, the tightness or not of the baseballs. They're not all consistent. He, was on, he put them on blast saying, hey, the baseballs are not consistent. I'm trying to get the best grip I can. So now I went cold turkey under their rules, and I messed my arm up. Are we headed for numerous arm injuries out of this ridiculous situation where they've changed this in the middle of the year? What is your quick take on that? Are we going to look at more arm injuries here? Yeah, I think that's a, a vast distinction. Yeah, that, that definitely can happen. And again, we're going to have injuries and you, we don't know what the cause is. I mean, pitchers are always going to have shoulder injuries, elbow injuries. We're going to see that. But, uh, you know, I, I think the point is, if you're not doctoring up the baseball, are we going to see less no hitters? Are we going to see as many strikeouts? You know, probably not. If Major League Baseball clamps down on this, and and that's what we want to see. We do want to see a, a fair playing field. But I, I want to see, you know, our fans going to react the same way they did to the Astros situation with that as he with pitchers. Right now, fans really aren't very vocal about this. The only people that are vocal about it are our pitchers and guys like us who talk about it every day in the media. All right. Fair enough on both of those points. I got to let the unelected mayor get out of here. I promised him that because again, he's hopping all over the place. He's got Las Vegas aces, WNBA basketball. He's got the Stanley cup playoffs going on with the Knights. We got boxing this weekend. Uh, I'll make mention uh, for the first time here. And we'll talk a little more about it late in the podcast with Brian Edwards, the monster Naoya Inoue is his name from Japan. Uh, he is in action world bantamweight champion, big time puncher. This fight will be on ESPN and to no one's surprise, the doctor, T.C. Martin's going to be ringside. I know you're looking forward to seeing the monster and what he can do. Yeah, I love seeing the monster. I actually saw him beat uh, Nonito Donaire uh, when he beat him in Japan, and that was phenomenal. Uh, Bob Arum signed him right after uh, that uh, match. Uh, he is phenomenal. So for anyone to get a chance to see this guy in person, you have to do it. Next best thing, watch it on ESPN, watch it on TV with top-ranked boxing uh, this weekend. The monster is phenomenal. Uh totally different type of fight you'll see than you saw last weekend with Shakur Stevenson I mean you're going to see a lot of punches you're going to see a lot of power punches in a way is fantastic and then follow that up next week with Lomachenko yeah it, it's great boxing here in Vegas and you know as you know we had the press conference yesterday actually it was in LA but the big fight July 24th with Fury Wilder three and as Tyson Fury told Deontay Wilder and I'll say to you TJ Reeves take a seat over there you sausage 
<laughs> yeah, Wilder Fury 3. Uh, you were at Wilder Fury 2 in Vegas. Wilder Fury 3 coming in Vegas uh, as well in July. So plenty of boxing on the docket. T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show. I always love you hanging with me on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you for the knowledge and the wisdom. I promised you we would be briefer. We have been here today. Go cover the Aces. Go cover the Knights in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Go cover the boxing and anything else that might come the way. And we encourage people, go hop on tcmartinshow.com to catch him five days a week in Vegas. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, my man. Greatly appreciate it. Much love to you, Tampa, everyone else. Can't wait to see you here next week. We do roll on on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. The Champa Bay love has to continue with my buddy Vince Ferrara, a Tampa brother uh, from another mother who is in Knoxville, Tennessee with 99.1, the sports animal, the over-the-air terrestrial radio station in Knoxville, where they're going slightly excited for the College Baseball World Series this weekend. So first of all, Vince Ferrara, welcome back to Three Dog Thursday and welcome back, Tennessee, being on a big stage in college athletics. But it's not Vol football. It's not Vol basketball. It is the volunteer baseball that we have you uh, on with us about. And it's a big deal, obviously, in big orange country. Good to have you, sir. Man, great to be here. Any reason to talk to you, TJ Reeves, is outstanding. Great to be on, on the show. And then, obviously, for baseball to get to the level of interest, TJ, that football normally is on is really remarkable. There are football beat writers on baseball Zooms. There are football beat writers at Tennessee baseball games. They had the big orange block party where there was thousands of people outside the stadium in addition to standing room only inside. Just uncharted territory in terms of the baseball program has come a long way. It's pretty cool, so we're riding it out. Yep, so there's eight teams remaining, of which Tennessee is one. They won their Super Regional last weekend with LSU, and the likes, again, of Mississippi State and Stanford and some others are going to all go to Omaha and Nebraska. More on that with some humor in a second. Um, but again, you've been calling play-by-play -play for volunteer baseball on ESPN Plus and on the radio some. What has this been like as this team won the SEC baseball tournament, which is a very hotly contested prestigious tournament in and of itself, then won their initial regional with three other teams, then won their super regional. What has this been like for you real quick to call the games and be a part of it? It has been, like I mentioned before, uncharted territory. I haven't experienced this before. I hadn't called a postseason baseball game since doing Alabama baseball with our guy Chris Stewart back in, I guess it was 2008, which was wow. a lot of fun. But we were we were out in uh, at East Car no, Coastal Carolina's regional, and we were out in the stands in the bleachers under a tent. So this is a little <laughs> different circumstance now. But it's cool. Look, on the work doing games on the Vol Network, the Vol Network for baseball is our radio station, ninety nine point one, the Sports Animal. We had six affiliates for the Super Regional, and we're going to have even more for the college world series where it will now become a true network with more stations jumping on board to take our feed. It it's amazing. And the dramatic moments TJ has made this even more special because of a couple of reasons. One, they've had seven walk off wins this year, seven, four of them have come via home runs. They hadn't hit a walk-off home run since 2010, and now they've done it four times this year, <laughs> uh, including in the regional down to a four-seed in Wright State 
via a grand slam. And then John Wilkerson, my partner, who I do the middle inning play-by-play and analyst the rest of the time. So he's closing out the ball games, and he does such a wonderful job in showing his passion and love for Tennessee and Tennessee baseball that that comes through on his closing calls. The, the local CBS affiliate, TJ, WVLT, they set up a camera in our booth for the Super Regional to get John's call and his body language and reaction because we've all said, too bad you guys can't see John call these games because it's on another level. And just fans just love him. He It's Tony Vitello, Rockstar 1, John Wilkerson, my partner, Rockstar 1A. Um, it's been incredible. They even have T-shirts with his winning call when he closes out ball games. Hello, win column is, is his slogan. And they've, we've just learned today that a couple of local shops have T-shirts with hello, win column on it. That's the level we're getting to, TJ. I have Vince Ferrara up at level 1A as well. <laughs> My buddy, he's at Vince Sports on uh, social media if you need him. He's with 99.1, the sports animal, 99.1 FM in Knoxville. I love his insight on all things, but in particular, honing in on the SEC. Uh, all right, a couple more fun ones because Peyton Manning very famously was using the audible for the Denver Broncos in the football playoffs that the microphones picked up. Omaha, Omaha, that he was using – uh, to signal to his team, well, now the Vols are going to Omaha. You are going to Omaha, and I saw the video on social media of Peyton Manning playing around. Is that the head coach that he's yes. playing around with uh, yes. on the Vol baseball team doing the Omaha thing? They need to find this on your social media as a retweet, the Vol baseball social media. It's classic. And I am going to be profoundly disappointed if Peyton Manning is not there in Omaha to say Omaha in person for the Vols in the College World Series starting this weekend. Yeah, TJ, no question. We're going to play it on the show today because we just saw that last night. So we're going to play it on the afternoon show. And uh, and then we'll obviously continue to to keep tabs on whether Peyton makes out there. I think that's a lock, honestly, that he's going to get out there. He threw out the first pitch in the Arkansas home series, which is when the this whole electricity really exploded. And that was the head coach. And it was great because he, he uh, Tony Vitello said Omaha the normal way and Peyton Manning's like, no, coach, come on. He's a diaphragm. It's three syllables. And, oh, my. And then the coach responded in the same way. It's awesome. If you go to my Twitter feed, at Vince Sports, I retweeted it, and you can check that yep. out there. It's uh, beautifully done, and Peyton always finds himself in the, in the middle of things. He's everywhere. Okay, so, again, this is wild because Tennessee is there. The number one team in the country for most of the year is the Arkansas team that Vince mentioned. They got knocked out in the last round. Now, Mississippi State out of the SEC is in. Virginia, I got a couple of friends, including Tiki Barber and Rondé Barber, the Barber twins, who you know from Buccaneer lore and New York Giant lore. They're big Virginia guys. A couple of other friends of mine are big Virginia guys. They're proud of the Wahoos making it. Stanford from out west. The Texas Longhorns knocked out our USF Bulls, who had a great run in the postseason to make it. What kind of chance do you give the Vols here objectively to contend or hang in or maybe make the final series of the College World Series? What do you say, Vince Ferrara? Well, objectively, I do give them a good shot because of the traits that this baseball team has. Now, the highest ranked team out of the national seeds remaining is Texas, who's on their side of the bracket. They keep the brackets the same. The right side where Tennessee's at is with Texas and Mississippi State and Virginia. They all stay, and they'll get one representative out of that bracket to face the left side, which would be Stanford, NC State, Arizona, and Vandy. So, it, it will they'll have to go through Texas at some point 
and or Mississippi State. They beat Mississippi State in the SEC tournament and run rolled them in their lone meeting this wow. year. Mississippi State's a really good team. Mississippi State, interestingly, TJ, is the only team that Tennessee has a losing record against all time out of the field at the College World Series. They've had good success or never played. Never played Virginia before, never played Arizona. The others, they've played a little bit, except for Vandy, they play every year. Um, so it's interesting how Tennessee's had the better of them. But they'd have to go through Texas, which makes it tough. So it's, it's hard to say they're going to breeze through. Not going there because Texas and Mississippi State especially – are difficult. I would still, the odds makers have, and, and you know, this on this, on the show, yep. Vandy one, Tennessee two, in terms of the odds to get to win the college world series. That's wow. pretty good considering they don't have a lot of experience in this scenario. Like a Vanderbilt obviously does. And, and then, you know, the Texas has been there many times as well, even though they haven't had the recent national success, Virginia, last time they were in the tournament was 2015 and they won the whole That's thing. That's right. So it's it, Virginia can pitch, play defense. You know, their hitting has been timely, not necessarily a juggernaut, but that'll be a tough first game. But Tennessee will be the favorite. I think the biggest hurdle for Tennessee side of the bracket will be Texas. And then, you know, who knows that fan, Tennessee fans would love to see Vandy on the other side, even though that would mean rooting for them to get there. But man, <laughs> can you imagine state of Tennessee represented the last two, both from the SEC and you lost two out of three to Vandy in Knoxville earlier this year. I mean, it would be incredible, obviously, with a national championship on the line. It stakes enough, of course. Love it. Vince Ferraro with me for another moment or two. Sports Animal in Knoxville. Follow him at Vince Sports on Twitter uh, as well. Again, the College World Series is double elimination. Straighten me out if I'm wrong here. It's double yes. elimination until you get to the final two teams, and then the final two teams play best of three, just like what they did with the Super Regional. So even if the Vols lose the same way with Arizona, Texas, whomever, if you lose a game, you're not out of it yet. You've got to lose twice to be eliminated and then in the final two, they'll play best of three. Was I close? Was I? Yes. Did I get that? No, you're absolutely right. It's actually more so, more closer to the SEC tournament, the way you have to play it out, because the Super Regional is just the best of three with two teams left. The Regionals is that way as well. A lot tougher to come through that loser's bracket. Now, Tennessee did it in the SEC tournament where they lost their first game to Alabama, then won three straight games and got to that championship game against Arkansas. So they have the pitching, uh, I think, depth and versatility to do it also a lot of people have talked about the ballpark tj where tennessee was just hitting home runs left and right they had 32 in their regional hit 10 uh excuse me they had six in the lsu the second game against lsu that clinched it so this team one through nine can hit it out of the ballpark hit it for average but they have won all different ways this year low scoring games high scoring games hoover is a bigger ballpark so they've adjusted they've won every single road series this year so i don't think the ballpark being bigger is going to be an issue for tennessee and obviously great coaching and the chip on their shoulder as well i am thrilled for you he's going to be in omaha for the vols and the college world series can we hear you online through technology as well as the ball network is some of this going to be online at least the replay clips or the sports animal will have it up with the replay clips to hear you and john on the call yeah, I would imagine that on our app, you'd be able to get it. It's a free app, WNML. Also at utsports.com, Tennessee's 
uh, website. You can always stream the games from there. They have a game day app as well, which you could download from the website. So it's available to, you know, anywhere. It'd be great, obviously, if, if it was on video, because we know a lot of people watch the games. But it was so cool to hear so many people say that they had the TV on mute, TJ, and they were listening <laughs> to our radio call in sync with TV. I mean, that, that's a great compliment. That And that is going to probably be the case here for the College World Series games. And the Vols are up when in the chronology here as we release? Sunday, the first of two games at 2 p.m. If Tennessee wins against Virginia, they'll play the second game on Tuesday. They do every other day. And so if they lose, it'd be a 2 p.m. game on Tuesday afternoon. So All right. it could either be a short stay, two and barbecue, as they say, or could be flying <laughs> back July 1st, TJ. So we'll, we'll I am, see. Hey, I am giving you some Champa Bay love your way. You know you're here from Tampa. We've yep. got the Lightning in the Stanley Cup playoffs simultaneous to you heading to Omaha. The Lightning are heading to New York to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Rays yep. have had the best record in baseball now over the last couple of weeks to this point. We know about the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. I'm throwing the Champa Bay love. Not that the Vols have really needed it right now with yeah. this postseason run that they're on, but I'll give you a little extra Champa Bay love to head out to Omaha. This is a neat thing. I am thrilled for you professionally that you get to go and do this. I want to hear all about it, and I wanted to get you a plug-in one more time. So fire away on, on where they hear all the coverage, your social media, and all of this as you head to the College World Series. Vince Ferrara, go. Appreciate it. At Vince Sports on Twitter. Our website is 991thesportsanimal.com. You can stream from there. You can stream on UT's website, utsports.com. They have a game day app as well. And if there are any Vol Network affiliates where you happen to be, you can check those out there as well. And we'll have all the post-game coverage and all the Zoom. It's it's virtual, and the NCAA is still doing this with COVID type of right. stuff. So all those are still going to be that way. But we'll, we'll have it all covered. A lot of you know sights and sounds from, uh, from Omaha. Uh, uh, before and after the games. Should be a blast. My friend, thank you. Enjoy it. I appreciate you hopping on Three Dog Thursday with me, Vince Ferrara. Go get them. All right. Do the best. Thanks, TJ. Indeed, we are back in one more time. Senior handicapper, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Brian Edwards back with me. We talked a lot of NBA with you earlier, uh, and we're going to continue with kind of the NBA theme here. I know that it is uh, Three Dog Thursday. Again, the disclaimer, Brian and I do not know, as we are taping in the early evening of, uh, of Wednesday for Three Dog Thursday, we do not know the results of the Atlanta Hawks game with the Sixers in Game 5 in Philadelphia or the Jazz and the Clippers uh, for Game 5. You know those results on Three Dog Thursday. You certainly know them later on Thursday and by Friday. We do know, though, that those two series can't end, as we keep saying on the podcast. So we know there's a Game 6 on Friday. As it stands right now, you're all in for the Atlanta Hawks, your guys. Uh, all right, lay it out for me here. Uh, they definitely get a game six at home, more than likely a home underdog. And again, we don't know about Joel Embiid. How hurt is he? He tried to play in game four. We don't know how he did in game five, you and I. Hawks underdog at home Friday night? What do you think? Well, I felt like Joel Embiid looked like the best player and most dominant player in the NBA with apologies to nobody in the first three games of this series, maybe even three and a half. Um, and Philly was still only like a, a, a two and a half to three point favorite. So if something happens with his knee Wednesday night and he were to be ruled out, I mean, I guess the Hawks might be a one point favorite. Maybe you'd probably be a pick them. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see Wednesday's results. If, if Embiid were to be out 
um, I would like Atlanta at home on game six. I would maybe like them up to laying minus two or three, probably minus two. I'd stop there. But um, uh, we'll just have to see how it goes with Embiid's knee Wednesday night. But with guys dropping like flies with Kawhi and Conley still out and Irving, if you're if you're if you're alive, if you have a pulse, you're not out of it. So I, I'm elated. The Hawks are still in it. I doubt they win Wednesday night. They are up to a seven point underdog, but uh, that's why they play the games. We'll see. Got to line it up there for that, and they did get Game One in Philadelphia for what it is worth, and that that place was so bonkers in Game Two that Philadelphia won. We'll see how much that played a role in game five. And you you would suspect State Farm Arena Friday night is going to be berserk. I talked to a couple of people that were in the building. I don't know if you have that were in the building for game four in Atlanta in the ATL. And they said this is the craziest and loudest we've ever heard it in this building. Can't necessarily go back to Dominique like you and I love to reminisce Dominique Wilkins in the Omni. But at least in the State Farm Arena, it was bonkers for Trey Young and the Hawks. We'll see if they can finish it. Now, in the other series, again, at the time that Brian and I are taping, we do know that Kawhi Leonard is out with the knee injury for the Wednesday night game against Utah in Salt Lake. Again, you know that result. We don't. The fear is this is a serious knee injury. It's an ACL injury. At the time we're taping, that is not confirmed to us. But let's go on the assumption here that he cannot play, that it is a serious injury and he cannot play. Are the Clippers done here? Utah is not only going to take them out Wednesday night. We don't know the result, but they'll take them out in L.A. Or or can L.A. hang in there and maybe force a game seven? Uh, yeah, I mean, with the way L.A. just played at Staples, uh, they could force a game seven even without Kawhi. Um, but I – Without Kawhi, the rest of the series, I'll be shocked if the Clippers win the series. I, I would be shocked. I mean, I think the Clip. I mean, I think the Jazz are going to win the series even with Kawhi. Uh, so I'll be shocked if they um, weren't. To, if the Clippers won it without him. About Donovan Mitchell, who's had such a berserk playoffs, been a fantastic scorer, uh, not on the NBA's All NBA first or second team. I know you're shaking your head with me, Brian Edwards, on that one. What is up with that? I, I think I even maybe – I know I've said it on some shows. I don't know if I said it on this one. When he got hurt, I thought he was should be the MVP of the league. I mean, they, they had more wins than everybody. And when he got hurt, they still finished with more wins than everybody, but they didn't weren't that great after he got hurt. I mean, I guess if, if, like, I'm listening to a voter and they told me, look, man, when somebody misses more than 20 games, I just kind of have a rule that I don't vote for them. Like, that is the – only thing I would even consider listening to. I would, but there were people on there that had injuries. I mean, how many games did Kyrie miss this year? Right. A lot. And I mean, how, there were a right. lot got, of players got, on that list the, that uh, missed games. Yeah, got on that, the first That game. it was just utter – not only should have been on there, should have been on the first team, period. Yeah. But even on the well. third team. Well, he'll take he'll take consolation in the fact that if he keeps doing well, uh, they go to the Western Conference Finals with a shot at the NBA Finals. And again, Phoenix 
awaits the winner no matter what happens here, whether it is over as of Friday night or whether it's over uh, as of this weekend. The Clippers without Kawhi at home are probably still going to be the underdog, right? So, again, they need to keep it locked in on what is that number. You might be interested in them maybe without Kawhi. It just kind of depends for Friday night. Uh, For underdog purposes, though, they could be an underdog and probably will be without Kawhi even at home in game six Friday night, right? Yeah, and um, with the way they played at home, I I might be interested in the Clippers back at home as an underdog. I would have to see – I'd want to know how – if they play Utah tough Wednesday night, you know, if they only lose by five without Kawhi, and then they were a two- or three-point underdog back at home, I I would maybe consider um, the Clippers. Uh, Paul George seems to be playing much better at home, that's, that's for sure. No doubt. All right, so we'll see what happens with the NBA playoffs unfolding Uh, here and again we could have conference finals matchups that we know at the end of Friday night we know it will not be before Friday night and it may bleed into the weekend and then when we'll come back we're going to come back one more time here on three dog Thursday for next week well we will know those conference finals and see how it goes and see how it ends up uh, for those different teams all right we've got to get out of here shortly I I know this is a big weekend for boxing another plug here on Three Dog Thursday for our Boxing Brother podcast. Big Fight Weekend is the boxing podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. We've got a Jamal Charlo World Middleweight title defense in Houston, Texas on Showtime. Uh, You've got a couple of other cards of interest, including a great Japanese bantamweight, big punching fighter, the monster Brian Edwards. Naoya Inoue is his name. He's fighting on ESPN Saturday night, defending his world bantamweight titles. Big puncher, 118-pound little guy. The monster is in town in Las Vegas on ESPN for Saturday. So we got some boxing, but you're also skimming over the UFC and like an underdog. You were big on Nate Diaz last week as an underdog. You were skimming and looking for an underdog UFC for this weekend as well. Yeah, well, it's a pick on minus 110 either way, but I like the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung in the um, main event on Saturday night against Dan 50K Ike. Um, the Korean <laughs> zombies off a loss to Brian T. City Ortega, but that was his first loss in a long time. I like Ige, but he's too small, and uh, Korean zombie striking is too, too good for him. So minus 110, I love the Korean zombie there. Did you by chance catch the replay or at least the highlights of Nate Diaz, who was getting pieced up for 24 minutes was a bloody mess. And then he rocked Edwards. Did oh, you see it was it? Fan- yeah, I did see the highlights on that again. I'm not the biggest UFC guy, but I defer to you for the MMA. And yes, I mean, it, he was heroic and they, you even told me they, they, they typically don't make those fights five round fights, but they did for him in a special exception. And he showed the heart of it. I'm just, I'm putting it out there for you and for the Three Dog Thursday audience. If you get a chance to check it out, even just the highlights, the monster, Naoya Inoue is his name. Bantamweight, Japanese, world champion, 118 pounds, big time puncher, one of the hardest pound for pound punchers in the sport. He is being featured on ESPN Saturday night. Very interesting to see what the monster does in his title offense. So we got what time boxing. will he be fighting? Late? Somewhere 10, 45, 11 Eastern, Eastern. something like that. Competing, <laughs> obviously, with the UFC uh, that's going on and the NBA playoffs 
and the Stanley Cup playoffs, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to be happening. ESPN is now deep into combat sports. They're showing the other MMA league, PFL, on Fridays. Correct. Correct. So they they are covering all blankets, and they still have this agreement with top-ranked boxing to show numerous fight cards between now. A lot of it is is being done uh, in the football offseason before they get into the whole college football in particular and, and what happens with NFL Sunday. So we'll see how it goes on that. All right, one more time, plug away for all of your information, where they can find it, uh, especially as Thursday goes on and this weekend goes on with the Friday night games in the NBA. Plug away, Brian. You can get all my content on Major Wager. I wrote about Giannis uh, coming up lame in the crunch moments Tuesday night. There's a homepage article on Major Wager there. You get me on Twitter at Vegas B. Edwards. You can follow Major Wager on Twitter at Major Wager. Uh, um, no, and I, all my picks can be found at VegasInsider.com. Good enough on that. And Major Wager, uh, U-N-O is that Twitter handle for all the information and for all the stuff. Brian, great stuff. We'll see what happens with the NBA playoffs. We're going to come back around one more time in June with Three Dog Thursday before we take a brief summer vacation and hiatus. We should know, we will know the conference uh, finalists for the East and the West in the NBA next week. I look forward to talking about it with you next week on the show. My thanks also Vince Ferrara with me from the sports animal in Knoxville on the uh, college world series and also TC Martin in Las Vegas as well. Hanging with me on the program, talking about the Vegas golden Knights and the Stanley cup playoffs and the boxing and everything else going on out in Vegas. I am nearly TJ Reeves again, subscribe to this podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, find three dog Thursday, search it, subscribe, review us. And again, thank you to the sports gambling podcast, their network of shows for helping us out. Uh, as they do each and every week with promoting through sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the network fleet of shows. For now, we're done. That will do it for this edition of Three Dog Thursday. Good luck with the underdogs and for those underdogs. And we'll talk to you next week on the only digital radio show that loves talking up those doggies. It is Three Dog Thursday. Bye.